Thank you for sharing this Sunday with us. It is Tea Talk. We got the man here, Dr. Charles Ashley Mann from Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry and Carrie Garner at Fuquay Arena. February, very big month, love month. It's also another month. Give Kids a Smile Month. So explain how that started and what it is. Well, every February, the American Dental Association has focused on kids, and they came up with this program that helps those who struggle paying for uh, their children to have dental care. Mm. And so throughout the country, throughout the United States, we designate a certain day at the end of February for Give Kids a Smile. Mm-hmm. And um, charities like uh, UNC uh, Chapel Hill School of Dentistry, they have uh, a program up there. Um, the Wake Smiles, the local Wake Smiles, um, the human health services here locally in, in many of the surrounding counties will, will participate and give kids a smile. And what that allows is for the kids to sign up. You can call in and sign up and come in for a checkup. And uh, maybe if you have cavities, they have time to fill them. But the big important thing is, is the education side of it with the kids and get them started on the right path so that they have good oral hygiene. When should that start? Well, the American Dental Association says before the age of one. So when you first see the first before tooth Before the age of one. Yep. So when you, first, when you first see the tooth in, you want at least the dentist to take a look. And I usually tell people, you know, you don't have to go rushing in as soon as, soon as you see that first tooth pop out. Yeah. Um, if you're visiting the dentist on a regular basis, just bring the child with you. And the dentist, you know, we don't even charge our patients. We just take a look, you know, and make sure that they're coming in okay. Uh-huh. And that there's no deformities, uh, you know, that we have to worry about decalcification, stuff like that, that may occur. Very seldom that it occurs. But after that, we want to interact with the parent and say, hey, this is what we want you to do at home. And then we like to see them about a year every year after that. Mm -hmm. And then starting at age three, every six months. And then um, at age three, we can start working with the child more in, in line with the child. The key and, you know, people have asked me all, all along is like, what are you looking for in that in those first visits with the dentist? My biggest thing is in gaining trust. You remember those old days when you had to go into the to the your pediatric office for your office visit and you were so scared because you thought you were going to get a shot. Mm-hmm. And so whenever the word came up going to the pediatrician, you were like, oh, no, I'm going to have to get a shot. That's right. Well, that's the last thing we want our children to fill like when they come to the dentist. We want it to be a comfortable place so that they may get in a routine of coming every six months to have their teeth cleaned. But if it's a dread, if they feel like I'm coming to get hurt, uh, stuck, or whatever it may be, they're going to avoid coming uh, to the dentist later in life. So our goal is to establish that trust and establish it as a comfortable place for them to really grow up in, I like I like I call all of my patients my dental family mm-hmm. because I get to watch them grow up. A lot of these kids grow up and become adults. I've got five now who have become dentists. That tells you how old I am. <laughs> in the twentieth year yeah. of uh, doing dentistry, I've had five patients that have now gone to dental school and have become dentists. Oh my! And or in dental school, I have, there are two of them are still in dental school. So I enjoy that side of it, and that's the main thing that we try to do is is get a trust established. Um, between myself and, and the child. You know, I, I don't know if there's any studies on this, but I know a lot of fears are passed on from the parents. It's the parents' fear, and the kids know that. That's right. Uh, so do you ever talk to parents about how to handle that? Yeah, we always encourage our parents that are scared not to bring their child and have the spouse or a friend, if, if, if that's the case, or 
maybe not even come back to the operatory. Um, back oh, really? to, to where they're getting their teeth clean. Cause usually the first, uh, I'll give you, I'll just run through what we do for, you know, a two or three year old that comes in for the first time. We're going to, you know, make the chair almost like a ride. So it feels like it's a ride. We're going to show them what tools we're using and we have names for them. So the air and the water, we show them that the suction, we call that Mr. Thirsty cause he's thirsty and he wants to suck all the water out. Then we, uh, we take their fingernail and we polish their fingernail before we go into their mouth uh-huh. so i go and we let them look you know we give them a mirror and let them look what what we're doing while we're doing it we take the camera and show them disclose them at age three or four and say look you know this is this is bad germs on your teeth these are sugar bugs these are what you need to brush mm. and uh so our first goal is not looking for cavities you know that's what most people think oh, is it we are looking for cavities because it is a disease, a chronic disease. Right. But um, we, that's not our goal. Um, our goal is to, to get the teeth and the oral hygiene um, as clean as – have the patient at that young of age starting to get them as clean as they can. Now, at three, dexterity-wise, they can. But their parents can then come back and follow up after they do their best at trying to get all that plaque off. Okay, well, we are talking to Dr. Charles Ashley Mann specifically about uh, Give Kids a Smile Month, which is uh, February. We're going to get more into pediatric dentistry when we continue here on Teeth Talk. You are listening to Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you for sharing this Sunday with us. We're learning about pediatric dentistry because it's a special month. Besides it being Valentine's and Love Month, it's Give Kids a Smile Month, a charitable program that uh, you've been working with for many years, right? Yes, uh, Give Kids a Smile Month, uh, going back to UNC School of Dentistry. Um, we did Give Kids a Smile Month, and uh, it's still going on throughout the Triangle today. So. Very happy to be a part of it, uh, you know, through Wake Smiles. And, um, uh, you know, if there's anybody out there who is more interested in it, they can go to wakesmiles.org. Um, they can go to UNC School of Dentistry, um, uh, their website. Mm-hmm. And if they're uh, listening in a, in a surrounding county, uh, the, the Department of Human uh, Health Services can give them some uh, information as well. So, you know, we have a lot of parents listening today. Uh, so... Can I, I, I can remember, you know, you have the baby teeth and, and you don't worry about the baby teeth as much as maybe your primary teeth. When do the baby teeth start forming and how long do they stick around in the mouth before they start losing uh, their grip there? Right. So baby teeth are primary teeth. They are. Yep. So we call them primary, but a lot of people call them baby teeth. So um, your permanent teeth are your secondary teeth. They come in after your primaries. But... Um, Primary teeth start coming in in between, in, in, you know, before the first year, um, you'll start getting your front teeth. But uh, yes, they're very important to keep. A lot of people don't think, hey, it doesn't really matter if I get, you know, my child's going to get another set of, you know, but it really does. Starting them off like we had just talked about in the last segment is, is the most important part. But mm-hmm. preventing decay is the second most important part because they're very important. They, uh, they're used for talking. Your tongue rests on your front teeth a lot of times when you're talking. So you imagine, you know, have you, you've probably heard someone that's talked without teeth, maybe without dentures and oh, yeah. stuff like that. And you can tell, hey, there's a big difference. So yeah. you, we need our teeth to, to, to talk properly. Um, with kids, you know, uh, it's very painful if they start getting deep decay. That, that affects on schoolwork. 
affect how they play. And again, it's a chronic infection. Hmm. So 43 to 45% of all children between the ages of 2 and 19 will get decay. Okay, 40, wow. that's almost 50% of the population. 20% go untreated of that 43%. So that is a very high number. If you think about a chronic disease, that's a pretty high number. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine, as we talked about before, when decay goes untreated, it gets deeper and deeper, and then it gets into your nerve, which starts hurting. Mm-hmm. And then it can lead to a systemic infection, and your immune system's trying to fight that systemic infection, and it has a hard time fighting off other diseases like colds, the flu, and things like that. So remember that. Your baby teeth can harbor disease that can affect your whole body. Wow. Um, I just figured you just lose them and, and they're gone. Yeah, most people think that. Yeah, and uh, when you do lose them, they are gone. But they do help hold space, and they do help chew food. Um, they do help uh, a number of things. Uh, you know, I know uh, certain children, uh, you know, especially uh, little girls, they would be devastated if they lost their front teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, before they were supposed to. Right. Uh, they're even devastated when they lose their front teeth and the other one hadn't started coming in. So so we have to be wary of that. But um, but the functionality um, of it is very important. But, you know, I've seen so many children in pain. Yeah. You know, they come in in pain and they've been in pain for a while, but they've learned to live with it because it was never treated. That's the unfortunate part. But uh you know, there's a lot of times that money's a factor in that, and yeah. uh, that's 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 part of something that our society as a whole and our dental community has to strive to do a better job in is, is treating everyone, especially young kids. Yeah, that's kind of a traumatic thing losing your first tooth. Uh, is there something parents should be doing to make that easier? You know, it's funny because everyone says, "When am I going to lose my front, fir- fir- you know, my front teeth or first front teeth?" And right. And I say, well, it's a range. It can range from five to eight. Um, I've I've seen kids as young as five years old. Yeah. And then, you know, my son didn't lose his first one until he was eight, and he was all bummed because all his kids, you know, his his friends around him were losing their teeth, and he hadn't lost one. So I think it just it, it's just a matter of you know the individual and how they're developing and how their tooth buds develop. Mm-hmm. Um, but your permanent teeth start coming in in the front around age six, five, six. Mm-hmm. That's still a that's still a child. Yeah. So uh, practice the way you want to go. You know, don't start worrying about at age six. Oh, now I have to start worrying about it because he's getting. You know, they are getting their 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 permanent teeth now. That that kid is still a child. So you really need to start age three, getting them into practice. Of, of doing good home care and going to the dentist. So, so when you're big on x-rays uh, in uh, your office, when do you start taking x-rays for, for young children? I don't like to start taking them till around the age six. Okay. Um, we start seeing kids around age three. Um, but if we see decay earlier, we'll, we'll, we'll take them just so that we can see in between the teeth. But, um, if I see good oral hygiene and I'm not seeing a lot of decay in the grooves, um, usually around age, age six is when we start taking them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also um, several types of x-rays. You know, there's bite wings that we de- de- detect K between the mouth. And then there's the panoramic x-ray, which is the one that tells us, that goes around your head. That tells us if a, if a child has all of their teeth. 
because about one in 10 children are missing a permanent tooth congenitally, meaning genetically they're not going to get that tooth. Mm-hmm. And we have to know that early on. And so we like to take a panoramic between the ages of six and eight to make sure that we have all of the teeth um, present, permanent teeth. Mm-hmm. Because even though those permanent teeth haven't started coming in in the back yet, we can still see them on an x-ray. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you are tuned to Teeth Talk. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what those x-rays can tell you about some other things that may be happening that you wouldn't think are related at all to uh, dental hygiene or um, uh, anything going on in your mouth. Uh, you're tuned to Teeth Talk. Uh, we are with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on this Sunday from Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry at Gary Garner and Fuquay Verena. More on Teeth Talk coming up on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Teeth Talk. It is February. It is Give a Kids a Smile Month. And uh, we're talking with uh, Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, who have had many kids sitting in the chair. It's a a new experience. You're trying to make it a fun experience. Uh, uh, Something maybe parents (laughs) didn't have. That's right. (laughs) Shut up and be quiet. So yeah. let's talk. We, we talked a little about the x-rays. You say you really don't like that to happen until they're, what, like seven or eight years old, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting. Th- those x-rays, uh, just like any kind of x-rays, it goes deep, and it, it tells you a whole lot about that patient. Yeah. You know, one of the things that he ha- the misconception is when a, a child comes in, we're looking for decay, you know. Um, but that's not the first thing we look for necessarily. We're looking for other things. Is a, a child tongue-tied? You know, we make them stick their tongue out and see how far they can stick it out. If they can't, they're tongue-tied. That can affect a lot of things. That can affect their speech. It can affect their breathing patterns, things like that. The next thing we look at is we look at their, their airway. Okay? So sleep-breathing disorders are a common occurrence in young kids. Okay? And if we can catch those sleep-breathing disorders early – we can treat a lot of what we call mild occlusion. Mm-hmm. So sleep breathing disorders are a bedwetting, for instance, is a, is a common sleep breathing disorder after someone should be potty trained. So if you have someone that you're having a hard time potty training or they're still wetting the bed, mm-hmm. could be a sleep breathing disorder. Most of the time it's their mouth breathers at night, severe mouth breathers. Right. Uh, we can catch mouth breathing. Mouth breathing creates red swollen gums in the front. Mm-hmm. So we can train and work with a child not to, to mouth breathe, but to breathe through their nose. We're looking for tonsils. If a, if a child has enlarged tonsils, it's not just the tonsils that's infecting. It's pushing the tongue forward, okay, and it could create an open bite. Okay, so there's a lot of things that we're looking for that um, that are not just cavities. You know, yes, we come in there and we count the, the child's teeth, but we're looking the whole time at, at, at things. And some of the parents can do this at home. You know, if you see your child um, with dark circles under their eyes, if you see them with their lips parted pretty much all the time, that tells you they're a mouth breather. And you don't want them mouth breathing the rest of their life. So what? when do you break the habit? The best time to break a habit is early on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because if you don't break that habit... And it goes into adulthood and early uh, teenage years. I can tell you it's a hard habit to break because I'm trying to do it on, on some patients. Yeah. And it's very, very hard. So we have to realize um, that 
dynamics are changing in the medical and dental world mm-hmm. about early intervention for some certain things like this. Yeah. We know that these are calling malocclusion, meaning it causes our teeth and our jaws not to develop correctly. So if we can get these habits corrected early on, we can get the proper development of the jaw and we don't have as hard a time uh, aligning the teeth up. Yeah. And Healthy Start, if anybody wants more information on that, they can go to thehealthystart.com, and it'll explain all of these situations. That, that I just it's just amazing. I mean, behavior issues and things behavior like issues. that, ADHD, yes. some correct. of those things. Mm-hmm. Start with the airway. The airway. That's correct. It's amazing. you got to have oxygen. Okay? Yeah. If your tonsils are enlarged, and a lot of the uh, ENTs say, hey, let's wait. Well, what is the, what is the brain supposed to do while you wait if you're being starved from oxygen while you sleep? You know, you can't wait. You know, and that's something in the medical field that we have to start looking at um, very seriously and take a different approach and not just let the insurance company dictate when we take them out. Uh, you know, you shouldn't have to have three strep cases in a year to get your tonsils taken out and get paid for by the insurance yeah. company. If you're diagnosed with a sleep breathing disorder and you have enlarged tonsils, the insurance company should be taking uh, paying to have your tonsils out because, A, it's going to save them money down the road for all the problems that you may encounter, and, B, it's it's what is in the best interest of the patient. Yeah, yeah, and this is a, a month where those that cannot afford regular dental care for their kids, uh, that you can really address that issue, and it's called uh, Give a Kids a Smile Month. So. How do parents get in the loop on this? Well, Wake Smiles is a great um, uh, program if you can't afford dentistry. Um, they will they will actually get you in um, and, and start. They do a holistic-type treatment, even though it takes longer. Their goal is to treat your whole mouth, not just one problem. Mm-hmm. You know. And when I ser- served on the board at Wake Smiles for 10 years, that was our goal. You know, we had one place that was called the dental shack and you went and you, you know, you had a problem, you got a tooth pulled. You know, we didn't do, you know, root canals. We didn't do fillings. We didn't do cleanings. Right. We, at Wake Smiles, we, that was our vision with me serving on the uh, um, Salvation Army Board of Wake County. We were able to get Wake Smiles into the new center of hope. And so we have um, that available to people it's just it takes a while to get into it, but um, I always encourage people: you're better to get on a list and start the process. Um, the other, the other um, places is, is school of dentistry. Mm-hmm. Um, UNC School of Dentistry is good. You have the ECU School of Dentistry, and don't forget you have Wake Tech locally. They will clean your teeth. They're looking for people to have their teeth clean, and they'll work with children too because they mm-hmm. want to train their hygienist, who are very, very good. You know, coming out of Wake Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have to clean a certain number of, of teeth, and they're checked by dentists. And, uh, you know, after they clean the teeth to make sure that they did a proper job. So those are some of the things that can reduce the cost and help it be a more affordable for some of these um, families that are on a fixed income. Mm-hmm. And some of these will be filtered through you throughout the year? Or? Yeah. Um, so Wake Smiles uh, sends quite a few to my office. Yeah. Um, we do have free dental days. I have one coming up in March in North Raleigh. Oh. Um, Dr. Valerie Preston, uh, she's a good friend of mine. Um, she, she opens up her doors, and we have a free dental day. Um, we have a, a Dr. Hammock, who is uh, he's a local periodontist at Raleigh, uh, North Raleigh, uh, and, uh, excuse me, uh, Raleigh Periodontics. Um, he's a periodontist. He opens up his doors at the same time. 
Um, so we we enjoy giving back to the community. We have a lot of dentists in this area that do. Um, one of my good buddies, um, Craig Adams, he's up in North Raleigh. He's getting ready to go on a mission trip and taking several of the dental students um, with him to provide missions in Puerto Rico. Because, you know, they had a lot of their clinics destroyed oh, yeah. by the um, by the storm. So you have a lot of great dentists that give back here. Dr. Allen Acton and, and Carrie, he's a great individual who gives back and has many open doors throughout the um, year. So keep, you know, keep that in mind. And, I, and I'll, um, I'll make a better job of, of putting out a list on my website. Um, it might be a great idea for, for those people that are looking. All right. Uh, take advantage of this. Uh, give a kids a smile month, February. You can email Dr. Mann if you have any questions on today's show or the program in general at drman with two M's at smileman.com with two N's. Uh, this has been Teeth Talk, and uh, Dr. Charles Ashley Mann has been with us from Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry and Carrie Garner and Fuquay Verena. Until next Sunday. Everybody remember, your day will go the way the corner of your mouth turns up or down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF.